On today's show, we are back talking about Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. Is anything happening in the NBA besides those two? Uh, the Mavericks play a preseason game tonight, and that's the number one thing uh, going on in everyone's minds in Dallas. And KP and Luca are going to play more. We'll talk about that on Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luca Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Guess what day it is? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, and writer at Mavs.com. The Hornets ho, the one we're thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The Baltimore brother, the Raven Rambler, the one more thinking. I'm not gonna lie. The Ravens game took years off my life on <laughs> on, on Monday night. For, uh, for but, everyone on the podcast, Isaac is full decked out. Ravens hat, Ravens jersey. He is just all about Lamar it, jersey, baby. Let's go. Um, but I want to stay in the football world just for a second. The I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they're talking about the Cowboys, and which Cowboys a lot of fun this year, and they were talking about just how Dallas is kind of taking that next step. And how this super fun offense, but the whole thing was about their defense. And if they could just get mediocre in defense, then they could be a really good team. And I'm like, the similarities are all there. Like this is the Mavs, right? For the Mavs, like somebody, some like uh, this is on a blog somewhere already, probably like comparing this, you know, Dallas team to you know, or this Cowboys team to this Mavs team. But really good offense. The defense was really bad. And then look, the Cowboys went out, made some moves, got some you know moves around the edges a little bit, got some playmakers, and it's like kind of what Dallas did this offseason. Went out, and got Sterling Brown, Reggie Bullock, and said, "Hey, let's get better defensively." And what was has been the calling card for the Mavs over the past year is, can we just get league average? Like we can't be yeah. in the twenties. Can we at least get fifteen or above? And I think the Cowboys. I could be wrong, but I think the Cowboys went from like twenty eighth to like fifteen or fourteen. And look, they're one of the best teams in the league right now. And I'm just hey. all here for the Cowboys-Mavs comparisons right now. All for it. Who is Trayvon Diggs for the Mavs? That's the big question, right? Like, Trayvon Diggs came oh, out all of a he's sudden. A blast. What is it, he's like six interceptions so far. Is Reggie Bullock Trayvon Diggs? If that happens and the Mavericks are league average or what Reggie Bullock told us at Media Day, his goal is for the Mavericks to be a top 10 defense. If they become that, then now we're talking. Right, like now, yeah. now we're real talking about that. I'm down for that. Is is KP Zeke? Uh, maybe, maybe he's maybe he's Dak because of the. the injuries, I guess Luca is Dak, but just because of the quarterback thing. Yeah, I, have I was to. thinking because of the injury and he's coming back, but. Yeah. It is KP's first healthy off season. We'll get that one out of the way right off the bat. All right, on today's show, we are going to get into the Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving situation. Our Locked On Insider, Antonio Daniels, had some great thoughts about both situations from somebody that's been in locker rooms that knows how, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers may respond to a guy We've like been Ben Simmons. in locker rooms? Ben Simmons. Or t- yeah, but we we were <laughs> way less useful than Antonio Daniels was <laughs> to an NBA team. Uh, and how they will respond to Ben Simmons returning, why the Nets had to make the decision they did with Kyrie Irving. So we'll get into that. But... 
Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Maps. You can go check out all our daily episodes there. Subscribe. We're getting ever so close to 7777 subscribers. We're going mm. for that. That's that's our goal. Double double 77s before the season starts. 7741 will be good, too. Ooh, that'll be a good one, too. I just got to catch it at the right time. Uh, all right, so... First, let's talk about the the Mavs play the Hornets tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's a pretty early. It's an, an earlier game, so if you're if you're listening in Texas, this game is going to be played uh, 5:30. So don't let it catch you off guard. But a couple of newsy things: Reggie Bullock is going to be out for personal reasons, and so that kind of stinks. We won't get to see the Mavs Trayvon Diggs get to play uh, against the Hornets. Um, Luca and KP, though, according to Jason Kidd, will play into the fourth quarter through the first two preseason games. They've only played the first half, and so now this is a big change. Isaac, what's something you're going to be looking for with KP and Luca playing all through basically the whole game? Well, yeah, just chemistry stuff. I mean, the more that they can play together, build the chemistry, especially in you know this offense stuff. Are they are they feeding KP in the fourth quarter? Like, especially if it's like a close game, I'll be really curious on that. Or is that just kind of like a first quarter type thing? Hey, let's just try to get KP involved. But when it's like crunch time, we're in the fourth. Are we just going to see pick and rolls with Luca all day and KP on the in the corner? And that that's something I'm really curious about when it comes to the fourth. Yeah, that their whole chemistry thing. Like I said before, the second preseason game, the, the thing that I'm looking for with them, the whole preseason, and honestly, just the whole season, can they get that chemistry back? Can they have one or two? And now, if they're going to play the whole game, maybe can they get four or five really good chemistry plays where it's just you feel the rhythm? It's almost like if you've it's seen those, rhythm of the night. if you've seen those TikTok videos where people will will be on drums or a guitar and then they'll take like comedy or some kind of scene from a movie or something. I've seen it a lot with like John Mulaney clips or like Schitt's Creek clips or something like that, where they'll actually play the rhythm of what somebody's saying, a joke someone's telling or something like that. I I want it to feel like that with those two guys for just four or five plays a, a, a game to be able to just to feel the boom, 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 like back and forth. They know exactly where the other one is going. They know when to cut. They know when to, uh, you know, to dive, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm looking for those. And we saw a couple of them in the Mavs' second game against the Clippers. So hopefully we'll see that well into the fourth quarter. That's exciting. That, that means that you can watch the second halves again, right? <laughs> for, exactly. For and shout out to Jason Kidd for being, like, transparent. This is something we're not used to. Yeah. Of just like, hey, these are the starters. This is the emergency player. You know, <laughs> the guys are going to play into the fourth. And, like just letting us know all of that in advance, and I'm like, oh, cool. Let's do go. We know we don't know who the emergency player is, right? Do we want to take a I stab at it? I didn't see it in there. I know. But. So, do we want to take a stab at who it is? Is it is it Sterling? No, no. I think it'll be like Boban, Dwight, or yeah, Boban maybe. Interesting. It was Trey Burke the first game. It was Jalen Brunson the second game, and now maybe it's Dwight Maxey, somebody like that. Um, uh, Tyrell Terry also out for the Mavs, still away from the team. We're still monitoring that situation. Also on the Hornet side, Gordon Hayward is still out with the health and safety protocols. Mason Plumley, though, he will return. Mm. That'll be a big matchup between Dwight and Mason Plumley. That was a <laughs> sneaky move for them in the offseason. It was. They replaced Cody Zeller very well and very efficiently and uh, very. Come on, tell us who else syn- is out. Syn- they replaced him synonymously. And then also, Isaac's boy, Terry Rogier, is out for the Hornets as well. And the Mavs so- can win now. <laughs> uh last thing here for, for news and notes dirk is gonna be named one of the five ambassadors yeah. for the nba 75 uh year anniversary celebration there are five ambassadors this was reported by uh, the great mark stein 
Um, Dirk, Clyde Drexler, Magic Johnson, Bob Pettit, and Oscar Robertson will all serve as ambassadors for the league this season as part of the 75th anniversary celebration. So, hey, a Maverick, the Maverick, the GOAT Maverick is an ambassador for the league. That's a pretty big deal. And spoiler alert, kind of like when you ruined the 13 Reasons show on Netflix. My them, biggest professional blunder. By them naming Dirk, then that means he's in the top 75. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. No doubt about that. All no doubt at there. all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anything Dirk's a part of, let's go. All right, so coming up, let's get into the, these two stories. Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons are the biggest stories in the NBA right now. Antonio Daniels is going to – we're going to play some clips from him from his Lockdown Insiders uh, hit that he did on Lockdown NBA's YouTube channel. And we'll just break down those those things and how can they affect the Mavericks. For the Kyrie Irving thing, it's if he doesn't play for the Nets, then how will it affect the entire league, basically? Are the will Nets, he play for another team in Texas? Could he play for another team? Could could you know What does it mean for the Nets as the title favorites? For Ben Simmons, it's if he gets traded. What if he gets traded for somebody in Portland? How does that affect the Mavericks? So there's a lot of stuff and a lot of trickle-down things that we're going to get into about the Mavericks with these two stories. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do... Let yeah. me tell you about our sponsor. And that sponsor is... So let me take a shot at it. Sweat block. No, oh. sweat block. <laughs> doctor created, doctor recommended. They are absolutely great and awesome. I use them and you know a product is good when you're doing something and you're like, dang, I wish I did that. I wish I brought a built bar. I wish I did, you know, something. But sweat block is one of those things where you're like walking around and I'm wearing a gray shirt today. If I walked outside and it was super hot outside, 90 degrees like it is in Texas all the time and I had this shirt on, I would just sweat right through it. You could see the pit stains, but with sweat block, you don't have to deal with that anymore. You can wear what you want to wear. It's your little secret to confidence, and it's a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's for a presentation or you're going on a date or you are just out on the town, right, trying to make an impression on the world. You're going to need sweat block, so go get it. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com for 20% off. Again, the promo code is LOCKEDON for 20% off at sweatblock. You can also get it on Amazon, but sweatblock.com use the promo code lockdown to get that 20% off again sweatblock.com thanks for making lockdown maps your first listen every single day we are still going to get into the Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons situation and when you're done make sure your second listen is lockdown fantasy basketball he is just dominating right now he is destroying the fantasy basketball game Josh Lloyd is the absolute goat at fantasy basketball all right Isaac let's get into this let's start with the Kyrie Irving situation so the Brooklyn Nets, and why this is a big story today, some people I'm sure are wondering, like, why are we talking about this now? What's the big deal? The Brooklyn Nets have made the choice that they are going to not allow Kyrie Irving to play at all. So none of this, like, he's playing part-time, he's playing in some away games, he's playing in, you know, some some home games or whatever he was eligible to play in. They're not going to let him play at all until he's fully eligible. So essentially, he get until he gets the vaccine, basically. They're not going to allow him to play at all. Uh, I was a little surprised by this. I was like, dang, they, they really are just kind of throwing away uh, 41 games maybe or 40-something games of this all-star player in Kyrie and just decided to, hey, we want you to be all in or, or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he would he would have been able to play in 41 games, the away games, not the home games, and they had the, the choice to man. I, I was really curious on where they would land with it, but – you know, it has to be, yeah, it had to have been super hard too of like, hey, you're here for these games, prepping and everything. I think it's the the right move to make. Like just let's just have we have the team we do. 
and it helps us prep. It helps us <laughs> game plan everything. And um, yeah, I'll just you, see, you said that like Ron Swanson in uh, Parks and Rec when he goes, like, you only have nine toes. And Ron goes, I have the toes that I have. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you got the players that you got, Brooklyn. Just, exactly. just deal with it. So Antonio Daniels, 14-year NBA veteran. He's on Pelicans TV. He's awesome. He's been a fill-in on, uh, you know, Bally Sports and Mavs TV every once in a while. He is just an awesome guy. And he is joining the network as an insider. And so he shared his thoughts on why basically the Nets had to make this decision. When New York came out with their COVID-19 vaccine mandate, it was thought that Kyrie Irving, who is not vaccinated, would at least be able to play in the road games. But today's decision that he is not going to be involved with the team at all unless he goes all in and ultimately gets the vaccine. How did we get to this point, Antonio? Well, Daniela, I think you just said it. The, the, the two words that you just said is all in. And I think that's incredibly important because when you were talking about team sports, this isn't tennis. This isn't swimming. This isn't golf. This is not an individual sport. This is a team sport. So what the Brooklyn Nets did is they drew a line in the sand. And they said, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. And the culture that we're living in now, with everything that our, our country and our world are dealing with, if you go all the way back to 19, 2019, 2020, there's no more walking on the fence. It's time mm -hmm. to be all in or all out. You have to choose a side. And in particular, when you're discussing professional sports, you can't have a guy with one foot in and one foot out. You know, either you're all in or you're all out. Having someone there for 41 games. Like, do you understand how important chemistry is in the NBA as a whole? Developing chemistry. You know, you have six-game homestands. You will be without Kyrie Irving then. You know, it's in, with all due respect to Kyrie Irving, you know, you have, make your decision. Make mm -hmm. your decision. That's cool, you know. But the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks had to make an executive decision, not in what's best for Kyrie Irving, but in turn, what is best for the other 13 or 14 guys in that locker room. They had to make a choice. They had to make a decision and basically, like he said, draw a line in the sand. And that's a tough choice to make, right? <laughs> if you're Sean Marks to make that decision. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess kudos to them for, for making that choice and, and making the decision. How does this affect the the rest of the, of the NBA, basically? Yeah, well, I mean, does it, in fact, you know, Brooklyn's title odds, do you think Brooklyn is still the favorite to win the title? I think they still are. I mean, you still have James Harden. You still have Kevin Durant. Durant being argu arguably the best player in, in the world up there. So, I, I, like, Kyrie's kind of a luxury for them. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, great. I mean, I, I just think they're still oh. a title team. It's what they do with him moving forward that I, I'm so curious about because it's such a unique situation that it's only – like it's only for that market, you know, like if he was on a different team somewhere else, he could play the whole season and get paid his whole thing. And it, it's only that that market's only San Francisco market. And it, that's that part's just like it, it's wild. Yeah, we're going to see Trey Burke on the Mavericks play games. We've seen him play preseason games already for the Mavericks. And so, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating. This is just in that one situation, right? You get Trey Burke in Dallas. You get Jonathan Isaac in Orlando. I mean, True, unless, yeah. you know, Jonathan Isaac has been vaccinated since I haven't seen. But it's like, you know, if you're in a market, like you have extra protocols and all that. But it's like, hey, you're 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 still playing. But if you're in San Francisco, you're in New York or if there's another city out there, those are the two that come to mind right off the bat. It's like you you aren't playing and. I mean, we've seen what happened with Wiggins, right? Wiggins like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be part of the team, guys. So, 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, I guess I'll just, I'll just do it. I'll just make it happen. Um, yeah. So what about a trade for Kyrie Irving? Some people have talked about that. Well, if they don't want him to play in just home games, what would happen if they decided to trade Kyrie Irving? And that has ripple effects across the league. So here's Antonio Daniels talking about that. All right, Antonio, is there a world where Kyrie ends up on a different team this season? I mean, I, I know this sounds, it, it's, it's weird with all the COVID-19 mandates, different mm -hmm. states have different rules, but obviously New York has some of the strictest rules. So do you see that as a possibility for him? You know, on our on our SiriusXM radio show, I, I suggested that a couple of weeks ago. You yeah. know, the thing is, if you know he's not going to play for you and you have an opportunity to move him, why not move him? But mm -hmm. the rumor is, if you do move him, that he will retire. And again, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but organizations have to do what they have to do what's in their best interest. That's really what this comes down to. Right now, Kyrie Irving's doing what's in his best interest. He's made a choice. And what you see in this is it's about choices and consequences. Decisions and the consequences that come from those decisions that you make. So if you're Brooklyn now, understanding that Kyrie Irving is also has the potential to be a free agent at the end of this season, holding on to him, what does that do? If you have an opportunity to get something for him, legitimately, and you know that he's going to continue to play, which I don't think any of us know. That's where the, I think that's where the issue kind of falls here, Daniela, is we don't know what happens if Kyrie Irving is traded. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, again, that's a conversation that has to happen behind closed doors and, and see what comes of it. So if he gets traded, the rumor is that he, he would just retire, just straight up retire. That is like the biggest wild card in the NBA right now is, is Kyrie, I think. And that is just, that's insane. That has ripple effects across the entire league. Yeah, because, you know, there's basically one year left on his contract, right? So if he's not going to play, if you don't think the mandate's changing and this is the route that you're taking, you're not going to get a whole year of Kyrie Irving. And it's like, do they even entertain it? You know, entertain it? Do they have you know, his relationship with KD and all of that. But then if he goes to another market, like in the Ben Simmons thing has been thrown out there, like Ben for Kyrie swap, something like that. Or, you know, what if a team in Dallas had a seven footer that, you know, that Brooklyn called and said, Hey, could we give Moses Brown? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> a, a, a center Christian Wood. let's just use that center in Dallas. That was like Brooklyn called and said, Hey, we'll give you Kyrie Irving for a center because we need a bigger man. Will he even play? Like he could play in Texas. He could play in another market. But if he makes that stance of like, I'm just going to retire, then that Kyrie is a unique, a unique professional athlete. And, and I, I'm trying to ride the line on this because, <laughs> but uh, he's very unique and it's a unique situation. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's very unique. So yeah, it takes them basically out of all trades. If a team is not, confident that they will so if, if, i'm sure there are some people saying well if he can if the nets aren't just aren't going to play him why don't the mavs try to trade for him or do something this is the reason it, it seems obvious but yeah he we don't know if he's going to play for anybody else exactly <laughs> he may just he may, the mavs could try to trade for him and then he just retires insane that's it's just an, an insane weird story but uh, i think the ben simmons situation has a little bit more uh, as it, we know a little bit more about what's going on with that situation. There's some more implications in the Western Conference, which I think can affect the Mavs. So let's talk about that coming up. We'll get into that. Antonio Daniels tells us that Daryl Morey is waiting on one player. That one player can have big ripple effects on the Mavs. We'll talk about They're that. They're not getting Sterling Brown. Coming up before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. We love them. 
the flavors. They're coming out with new ones all the all the time. I mentioned that they came back with Churro Puff. Now they have Rocky Road with marshmallow in it. Oh, that's great. You love Rocky Road ice cream? I love sure. some Rocky Road ice cream. Now you have a Rocky Road flavored built bar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar for a bar with marshmallow in it and covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely great. Still have the apple almond crisp, but churro puff is still available. Strawberry puff as well. You can check that one out. Uh, I think I like the raspberry or the cherry better than their strawberry flavor, but some people some people love them. So go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order with Built Bar. You can get any of those bars. You can make a box of three different ones. You can do an assorted one where you try all the different flavors. You can get the Built Boost, the Built Bites, which are smaller versions of the Built Bars, Built Broth for um, post-workouts, all kinds of stuff you can get at Built Bar, and you can use the promo code LOCKED15 for all of it. Again, LOCKED15 is the promo code Get 15% off at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this Ben Simmons situation. So he's back. Ben Simmons returned to the team after all that. Ben Simmons made the decision. He's just going to come back to the team. Rich Paul, this is my favorite part of this whole story. Sham Shrani tweeted out, Rich Paul was working around the clock to make this happen. And yet... The Sixers had no idea he was going to show up to the game. He just showed up. The Sixers played the Nets, I think, the other night, and he just showed up before the game and texted Elton Brand and asked for a COVID test or something like that, contacted him some way, and asked him to get a COVID test so he could come in the building, and they just came back. But but Rich Paul was working around the clock, right? Like Rich Paul was still make, trying to what, make what it happen. What do you have to work around the clock? That was my, like, what, he, what are you talking about? He was on the phone about? with travel agents? Like, what? He was on the phone with Spirit Airlines trying to get There's them a flight back? There's nothing new to say. I don't understand that whole part of it. Uh, but yeah, so now he's back and he's essentially, I guess, just going to be playing with like playing with the, for the Sixers again. I would be I'm still dubious that he will ever wear that uniform again and be at a home game. Like, I just don't think it will happen. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, and if he I think does, either he gets traded over the next two weeks or they send him home and it's like a. Hey, you can hang out at home and we'll find you. We'll find a new home for you. So they send him home. So then he's not forfeiting the money basically. Yeah. Right. Cause that's the, that's the difference between what Isaac just said and what has been happening. Ben Simmons yeah. has been staying away from the team on his own accord. So now that's all of a sudden costing him money. That's why he's back. And so then maybe the Sixers now will tell him, yeah, you know, it's okay. Go back. Like, it's okay. Just leave. Yeah. We'll, we'll not pay you the money or we'll, we'll still pay you the money, but just be away from the team. Uh, so one of the reasons why we think that they might just send him away from the team is because that locker room has got to be weird, right? Like that was my initial reaction is that that's just got to be so weird to come back and yeah. you said all these things and you didn't respond to anybody's texts over the off season. Like you just ghosted your entire team and now you're going to come back and just pretend like everything's fine. Antonio Daniels, uh, had a, had a really good answer about this. I thought about what it's like to be in a locker room and have somebody like this that comes back into a team and what the culture can be like for a team. And I was actually surprised by his answer. Antonio, let's get to it right there. I mentioned Ben Simmons and re-entering the locker room. He's back in Philadelphia now. How are his teammates going to accept him? And from your experience, what's going on in that locker room? Well, from my experience initially, I think it will be um, a little awkward. I think that's unavoidable. That's unavoidable right. because of some of the things that were said um, in the offseason. But I tell you what, Daniela, locker rooms are very forgiving. They're mm -hmm. fragile and they're forgiving, both. You know, and a lot of what was said was said in the offseason. Now, when you have an opportunity to walk back in that locker room, look guys face to face, look guys eye to eye, and put some things behind you, 
guys are different. You know, I understand how we um, operate out in the world where it's difficult to forgive somebody and it's difficult to move on when the goal of a team is for the better good. When you are in the championship fast lane, I think that initially it may be a little awkward, but mm -hmm. guys will actually take get to that point where they'll, they'll make that call. You know, they'll make that call. They'll, they'll sit and, and stay after practice and have conversations, you know, humble conversations. You know what, man, I said some things about you I shouldn't have said, and I want to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. Guys can put that stuff behind them quickly and move on, get back on the floor, get back to high-fiving each other, communicating with each other, and going to win basketball games. I think when we start talking about how awkward it may feel, when it starts to go above the locker room, when it starts to go to Doc Rivers or it starts to go to Daryl Morey, that's where I think it may feel just a little bit awkward. First of all, yes, of course it's going to be awkward for sure. But I really like that quote that he said, locker rooms are forgiving. They're a forgiving place because you have one goal. You have one thing that everybody's trying to go for that you're a team. You're, everybody's got one focus and that's to win games, to win a title, to get to where your goal is and all that. And that can galvanize teams and that can help you get over this. And I thought that was really good insight from him as somebody that's been part of locker rooms where we've been in locker rooms, but we have not uh, necessarily played like in locker rooms in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, you look at the NFL and I feel like you see holdouts more in the NFL, right? I mean, you see Aaron Rodgers stuff over the off season. And if his locker room is sitting there saying like, ah, you know, Aaron Rodgers basically saying, like he didn't want to show up because you know the the front office and stuff. It's like, Russell all right, Wilson, would, same you believe, thing. You believe in the team and like there's holdouts a lot. I mean, guys like Le'Veon Bell didn't you know set out a whole season, you know? So I I I see that part like that. Hey, you can you know locker rooms can be forgiving and stuff. I I do think the Joel Embiid relationship is a little bit different uh, just because they've been together for so long. Embiid you know, doesn't care to say crap. He said, you know, he made that comment at the end of the playoffs last year. He just made another comment, you know, the other day about it. So it, I think a locker room can be forgiving, but when it comes to your franchise stars, which we have to, you know, to a lesser extent, we've seen a little friction in Dallas and like all those storylines, yep. it's like KP Luke and all that. It's like, but that, I mean, what Philly, like all those comments, like, that's a different level of uh, friction yeah. between two stars. And here's here's where it changes and where it compares to the Dallas situation. Uh, Antonio Daniels later in that video, which you can watch the whole thing on Locked On NBA's YouTube channel, but he says, yes, you know, the, the locker room can be forgiving, but the problem with the relationship is going to be between the coach and the front office. The coach said all that stuff. The front office yeah. was the one that either didn't get his trade done or whatever. And that's the relationship that's going to be strained still. It's between players and management is the one that can be harder to overcome. And that's what happened in Dallas, right? That's what happened with this situation with Luca, KP, Carlisle, and Donnie Nelson. We, at the end of the season last year, were like, all right, between Donnie, Rick, and KP, something's got to give. Somebody's going to be gone. We just knew that by the end of the season, something was going to happen. And it ended up being both Rick and Donnie. Donnie was the first one that Cuban actually made the decision. Rick then, you know mutually i guess or decided to, to move on from the team however we're going to call that but that's what happened there and so that's the relationship with the ben simmons situation that's going to be the really interesting one to see if that happens so yeah. he may not play again for this team but if he does play again it's interesting to know that uh the players may be able to, to move past it but the management and i think there's a problem yeah and it's a you know when it comes to relationship with players like it's also i think it's it's also a little different whenever there's a difference between requesting a trade and then like not showing up to camp because 
it's like I, I feel like teammates and everybody can understand. It's like, hey, if you want out, like you do, like what what we understand, like you True. want out, okay. But there's also a little professionalism behind it too. Of by him not showing up, not only does it hold them back from like properly being able to prepare and train for the season because they don't know what they have on the roster, but it's it also makes the only storyline for all the players and all the coaches and everything. This isn't no one's talking about Philly being a back to back number one seed in the East. No one's talking about how good they like everything is about a Philly right now is Ben Simmons and everyone's having to answer questions about it. So if I get how a player can be like, man, if you want out, cool. Like you could have just came here and requested out and do your thing. But now it's become this huge thing. And, you know, they're working round the clock to uh, have a, a new update. I, I just lo- I love all the updates with the Ben Simmons thing. Breaking news. <laughs> ben Simmons and Philly. They've been talking about finding a new home. I'm like what? Oh, We've we need a this. we need a breaking news drop on the soundboard for sure. I'm just tired of hearing the same things all over again. I mean, even us, we joked about before we did this pod. We're like, we can only talk about KP for so much before the season starts. It's true. We can only preview the season so much. It's like let's do another. You know, breaking news. KP is healthy this offseason. <laughs> oh, like, here we go. Let's right. go. Like, we, we know this. Like, we're just ready for action at this point. We need games. We need it. We need it for sure. So, uh, all right, last one here. And I think this is the big one that may affect that may affect Dallas. Antonio Daniels talks about how Daryl Morey is just waiting on one guy to trade to trade Ben Simmons. And I thought his answer was interesting. Um, so let's say Ben Simmons does end up getting traded at some point this season. Mm-hmm. What team do you think he ends up on? Uh, that's a great question as well. I, I, I don't think we know because, I, you know, it seems as if Daryl Morey is waiting on one guy. He seems mm-hmm. like he's, he's waiting on one guy. And that one guy, number zero out in Portland. You know, there have been numerous um, trade offers for Ben Simmons, but Daryl Morey is waiting on that guy. He's waiting on that guy mm-hmm. to say, well, you know what? I don't want um, pennies on the, the dollar for Ben Simmons. You know, if I have an opportunity to get rid of him and I do choose to get rid of him, I'm getting him, getting rid of him for a guy that is going to put me and even propel me forward. So, you know, you've heard Sacramento, you know, you've heard Portland, but you haven't heard Damian Lillard. There's been more CJ McCollum and, and Covington and some of those guys, you know, you've heard San Antonio mentioned. So I, I don't know. It seems as if Daryl Moore is waiting on that guy and if, so now the thing to watch is not just the Ben Simmons situation in Philadelphia, but also watch because of what Damian Lillard said last year about Portland not having enough. Right now, he is all in, and he said it. Damian Lillard, I am all in here in Portland. But what happens if the Portland Trailblazers don't get off to that start that Damian Lillard would like them to? Are we having a different conversation come November and December about Ben Simmons now for Damian Lillard? Ooh. If – if it does happen, let's just go the hypothetical route. We love the hypotheticals. We we deal in them all the time. Mm, yes. If Damian Lillard gets traded for Ben Simmons, something happens, it, it makes it happen. What does that change for the Mavericks? What does that change for the West? Well, I think I think it takes it, you know, it takes Portland out of that out of that group that the I think the Mavs are in. You know, a lot of people look at the West and it's like, hey, Lakers, Suns, Jazz, for a lot of people, we'll put those three teams at the top. And then that second group being Dallas Clippers, Portland, Denver, somebody else I'm forgetting probably in that group too. And it's like, all right, well, if Portland makes that trade, like I don't care how good Ben Simmons can be in Portland, they're not going to be as good as if they had Damian Lillard. So 
it just takes them out of that. And it's just more competition, you know, it's less competition for Dallas to have a, you know, a seed and, you know, the four five, six range. Yeah. If the Mavericks faced the Blazers, like a healthy Blazers, healthy Mavericks, both teams dealt with stuff last year. Uh, everyone knows the Mavs dealt with COVID situations. Blazers dealt with a lot of injuries last year too. So you could say that both teams underperformed last year for those reasons. So if the Mavs and Blazers both, like they both faced off in the playoff series as a team. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about because just because of Damian Lillard, right? He's the guy that is an X yeah. factor, a wild card. Basically that doesn't happen. If you have Ben Simmons instead of, of Damian Lillard, I don't, I don't think any other player with, with Ben Simmons can be packaged. Like even if they get Tobias Harris, which is insane, that wouldn't happen. But like, even if they get Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, that team doesn't worry me up in Portland. So that takes the, the Blazers out of contention. I think for uh, the playoffs, Honestly, yeah. it's so tough in the West right now. There's so many teams that are trying to get there. Uh, last year, the Lakers and Warriors finished seventh and eighth, and the Warriors didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies did because they're you know they're that scrappy team that won in the play-in. So, yeah, I think it totally takes them out if that happens. Uh, if I'm the- Portland, though, I, I would entertain it for anything outside of Dame. And with the kind of twofold thing of you take a swing, you go get you know do the CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons type thing. You take the swing. And if Damian Lillard wants out in a year, then you already have a young cornerstone to to if you want to build around him. And now you're taking the trade package you'd get back from Damian Lillard and adding to that young players, draft picks, and everything. So, I mean, it sounds like Phillies, you know, want more than what they could offer. But still, I, I would swing for it if it was CJ McCollum and another piece for him. Well, the last like that we heard about this was that. They want that the Sixers wanted three pick swaps or three picks and three pick swaps and like a player. Okay, no. So you're like, okay, now you're just like they're still just asking for way too much. I'm not sure CJ McCollum is, is like this is like Tyler Hero saying he's in the same category as how you know, have we Luka not and... talked about that yet? How have we not got into this yet? The Tyler Hero is like, I feel like I'm in the same category as Trey Young and Luka Doncic and all that. Yeah. I mean, him and Daryl Morey have a Spider Man meme looking at each other like, hey, we just we just spout out lies or we overvalue people and uh. <laughs> Come on, Tyler Hero. You had a you had a cool stretch, but uh, Miami's cool. I know you're feeling yourself down there, but <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. We will be back tomorrow breaking down the Hornets preseason game. We will break down all the first, second, third, and fourth quarter action of Luca and KP because that's go Lamelo. That's what Jason Kidd said. We will not be breaking down Terry Rozier. He's not playing. So go Mavs. We need a good Mavs win, but we need some fun LaMelo highlights. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We will be back tomorrow with a promo with the uh, breakdown of the Hornets game. Make your second listen today. Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He's been doing amazing stuff all throughout the beginning of the season. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.